50 podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast for July 6, 2022. Myself, Alpha, and my co-host, Bravo, how are you, sir? I am doing great. My ears are still ringing from the fireworks we set off, uh, <laughs> the special New York State fireworks, where they do not allow you to get above a certain altitude, like 10 feet. Um, and I don't know. I was going to ask you this before, uh, Alpha. What do you do with a dud <laughs> when it didn't light off? You <laughs> leave it alone. You, you walk away from it. And walk just away. That's what we did. Throw it into a bucket of water if you can. and. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. That's anything. right. I was just thinking if your firefighting skills were still, <laughs> which they are. Touch, thank you. Just don't touch anything. Don't touch it. Don't go near it. That's what I told everyone. No, I've seen so many people with like hands blown off from these yeah. things. And yep. I don't, I don't mess with that kind of stuff. It's too dangerous. So yep. anyhow, everybody, welcome back to the signal 50 podcast. Uh, we're glad to be back with you. I hope everybody had a great 4th of July weekend. Yep. Happy independence day, everyone. That's right. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, we're probably going to have to do that all over again at some point. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome back. And we're just passing along our, our our conversations that two lifelong friends would have normally had anyways. We decided to let you in on those conversations by spending a lot of time and some and some hard earned cash uh, putting this out on the airwaves for our, our, our loyal subscribers. And we're, we're doing quite well with that. So thank you very, very much. Uh, our downloads are, are really getting up there. We're, we've got some serious traction. I'm really happy about that. So thank mm -hmm. you very much for being a loyal following. Now that Elon's taking over Twitter a little bit, well, you can catch us on Twitter, Signal 50 Podcast. You can go find us over there on Twitter. They're still canceling uh, people. They they canceled yeah. Peter Peterson, you know, they Jordan Peterson. They canceled, you know, we still only have two followers, me and you. So <laughs> hey, if you're on Twitter, could you just go to the Signal 50 podcast to follow us, please, just to make us feel better? Because I don't see anyone following us. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't it doesn't matter. We're ah. doing this for us. We're not doing it for anybody else. Anyway. That's true. Yeah. That you know, hey, we're over on, we're definitely over on Rumble and we're doing very, very well over on Rumble. Please give us a, a rumble thumbs up, you know, share us over there. You know, Getter's wow. a great plat. Yeah, follow us. Getter's a great platform. You know, at Bravo Golf five ninety two, B R A V O G O L F five ninety two, and at Alpha Sierra, all one word, two eight eight. Yes, so, and just on that real quick, five hundred followers. Thank you so much on Getter. And uh, I was uh yes, I was in a mood the other night. Night, and I was posting all kinds of stuff and I was getting all kinds of responses because what I do is I like to get stories out to catch my interest, things that we're going to talk about today. You can kind of see the preview of where we're going with the show and what's what current events that we need to make sure the hard truth is told about. So that's what I do with that there. Right, Alpha? I, I include you all the time. You, you do. It, I hear you do. I I. I... I have a I have a social media problem. Um, I consider it to be antisocial. I don't really love it. I've got to get back into it. I understand. I understand the value of it for what we do and what we're trying to do. I, I need to do a better job with that. And I admit that. So, anyhow, you know, don't you worry. I and, and I'm still forward. not on. I'm still not on Truth Social. And I know come you're on, hurry up. about it. Let's come on. Yeah, just one more thing to worry about. Anyhow. So we're going to move right along. We've got a lot of material. There's a lot of stuff going on. Everyone watches the news and everybody understands what's going on. So we want to bring up a few things here in the quick hit segment that not a lot of people are really paying attention to. You are somewhat, but there's some stuff going on. You know, the thing over in Ukraine is is still going hot and heavy. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah. if you listen to one news source, they say that Russia is actually losing and Ukraine's winning. <laughs> yeah. But. Just no. recently, um, Belarus uh, is uh, joining the fight on the Russian side. 
Yes, Belarus has launched attacks oh, Belarus. into Ukraine. Yeah, Belarus has launched attacks into Ukraine, and uh, they're getting cornered from both sides. It, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. This is not going to be over fast, and we just keep sending billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars over there. And I want to know how that money's coming back because I don't see it making any difference whatsoever. No, but the, I think the question has to be asked, Alpha, and let's let's put it out there for everyone to kind of consider right now. Why are we so ingrained in, in, in giving money to them but and thank god not our soldiers but why is it that the biden administration is ignoring what's going on here we're going to get into that to the rest of the show everyone hold on but for what's going on right now and the money that we're spending over there with no return it tells me something nefarious has been going on in in ukraine oh, yeah. oh, and it's, it's what not do we know wholesome. we know that it was a piggy bank for the dems that's what we know yeah it's it's terrible. It's a terrible deal. Uh, the Russians aren't going to lose. The, they they don't. They're not losing. They're winning. No. Yes, they are winning. Everyone's and, and, telling us that the Russians are losing and the Ukrainians are winning. Baloney. The Russians are suffering heavy losses. The rough the Russians will, if nothing has, if history hasn't taught you anything, hmm. the Russians will throw people and metal at the problem until they overwhelm somebody with numbers. Look, right. you know, look at Stalingrad. I mean, it was mm -hmm. a, it was a hopeless situation. They just kept throwing flesh on the fire right. and, and they eventually won. And this is their strategy. This is their their doctrine and their concept of operations. We, that's not how we fight. So we don't think they're winning. Well, they are winning. Yes. So it's just not a good thing. So well, moving along, we've got our own domestic problems here. Many, uh, many. Yes, you got you've got the president of the United States blaming uh, gasoline retailers uh, and, and begging them and, and demanding that they lower prices to consumers at the retail oh. level. He, so he who does he blame now? He's blamed Trump. He's blamed oh, sure. Russia. Sure. He's blamed sure, us, sure. the citizens, us citizens for the yes. gas prices. Yes. Uh, he's blamed. Oh, now the real retailers. Um, um, oh, uh, he was he was talking about the drillers who was not able to drill on their lands, but because of policies that the Biden administration has enacted. Hmm. What do you think about that? You think they're going to go drill if they're going to just have the rug pulled out from under them or the football pulled away? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's Lucy and the football all over again. Yep. Uh, you know, we're going to hit on this in the in the last segment of the show, the block C of the show. But real quick, heads up, you know, not a lot is being talked about. You know, you've got a lot of high profile uh, things that have happened in the news lately. Uh, you know, you've got basically what has been declared by a judge uh, in Texas as as an invasion on the southern border. That's pretty and serious. It's very serious. That's very uh, serious. I don't, I don't want to say. I don't want to say too much more about that. We're going to save that for Bloxy. We got a lot of material to get through. Um, you know, it's just, it's a human tragedy all the way around. And the people and the American citizens are suffering down there. Right. Uh, the crime rate has gone through the roof. Uh, these people are scared to death. You've got cartel members like literally walking across the border armed and having confrontations with residents down there. It's really bad. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to go along, uh, you know, <laughs> your favorite topic, the unselect committee. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they just keep spouting out this nonsense and this constant dribble about how Trump is trying to cause an insurrection. When if you reverse anything that comes out of there, especially from Cheney uh, and, and the way she's embarrassing herself, pulling people out of obscurity, like staffers, low level staffers to come in and testify who, you know, has been coached by a lawyer. Uh, especially um, in the in the case where uh, what was that that uh, uh, she she was talking about the fact that 
she saw Trump lunge through this, this small hole in the limousine, which I got to tell everyone, he wasn't in the limousine. He was in an SUV. And, uh, the, and the um, Secret Service agents are not small potatoes, guys. <laughs> They're rather well, large. I, I just want to know when, when, you know, they're just it's a parade of idiots yeah yes and they and they're they're just blatantly lying and they're mm-hmm. just making this stuff up and i just okay i get it you don't like trump you don't like what he did to your little plan mm. you know he he screwed up your black panther party all right yep um you know he threw a monkey wrench into the new world order plans that you all evil people have and and i got news for you it's it's really becoming obvious and i'm not one of those New World Order, you know, uh, World Economic Forum. I just don't, I don't give them a lot of credit because I have a more faith in the American people than that. But when you had all the politicians in D.C. on their side, you know, squashing us, standing on our neck, maybe there is a little more to it than that. Mm-hmm. This guy screwed up their plans. They hate him, but this is over the top. Yeah. So I, I happen to be a little bit more um, from my research and the data points and looking at things from a sixty thousand foot view and the Davos crowd and, and Bill Gates coming out saying that we're overpopulated. I'm listening to them and I believe them. I'm not going to doubt what they're saying. I believe what they're saying and I'm taking it seriously. This is where we're seeing it. And I'm, and it's all falling together. President Trump put a kibosh in their whole plan. They're trying to speed it up right now. This is what it is. Alpha. They're speeding it up right now to try and get things so that people will say, fine, go ahead, give us your, your new fiat that you want us to take that you control 100%. Go ahead. Yes, I understand that we're all bad and we're all lousy Americans and we need to listen to what you say because you know so much better. And I say BS, no way, not happening on my watch. No, uh, no. The American people, generally speaking, are pretty smart. And uh, there's a lot of really smart people out there that just want to be left alone. And and they're starting to stimulate the wrong group of people. Mm. You know, they just, they just came out right out and said it the other day. Liz Jane just came out and said it. They're just... You know, it's their goal just so Trump can't run again. Well, I hate to tell I hate to give him the obvious. Uh, he's running when he wants to. When he's darn ready, he's going to he's going to declare when the timing is right. And he's coming and he's now pissed. Oh, he, he tries to be nice. He tried to be nice. What did they say in that movie back in the 80s? Be nice until there's a time not to be high, be nice. That's Roadhouse. Exactly. Roadhouse. Yeah. Best movie ever made best movie ever made all right so we're going to move along here we're going to talk this kind of dovetails nicely into what we're going to be talking about here uh you know everybody knows that there was a landmark supreme case uh decision new york state rifle and pistol club versus bruin yeah where the new york state rifle and pistol club uh sued the state of new york uh over the permitting scheme for carrying concealed weapons in the state of new york saying you know hey you don't have to have a reason to exercise a god-given right Mm. And you shouldn't be able to restrict it. Permitting is fine and making sure people go through a background check, which is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, even pushing the boundaries of the Constitution to an extent. Um, You know, there are some qualifiers that are in there to begin with, and there's processes behind that that people seem to forget and and misunderstand. Mm -hmm. So your your horrible governor, uh, Hochul, she's not even elected. She's not even elected. Yeah. Nobody voted for her. Nobody voted for her. Okay. Mm -hmm. She is. She has been appointed. She's just terrible. She's just. She's freaky. Well, freaky. not only she's terrible and she's freaky, but let me call it out for what she is. She's a dictator. Oh, she's she, terrible. She, 
when she was giving a speech saying how she doesn't care what the Supreme Court says, she knows better and she's going to dictate to us. This is where I have a problem. Okay. They, she comes out and she says she wants the, the legislature to come back in a special session to come up with laws where now in order for you to get a, a permit to full carry, which you don't need any other reasons, but that you're a citizen and you're in good standing and you're not a criminal. Uh, they're going to be looking at basically your social media for three years. That's right. There, You have to surrender your social media accounts to them so they can review to make sure the ministerium can make sure that you don't have any ideas that are bad. Not, no, no, not bad. Not in line with their thinking because exactly. they know well, better than you, right? That's right. That's right. If you said anything bad about the governor uh, uh, exercising your First Amendment, you're not going to get a permit. Right. You said okay. anything against your government uh, saying these guys are a bunch of asshats, uh, you're not going to get a permit. Um, and it's a it's a clear violation of the First Amendment and, and the Fourth. Yeah. And we're going to have to see how that goes. I'm, I'm sure there's already lawsuits in progress over that. Well, this is just such an overreach. It's just crazy. Yeah. And I was hoping that it would be fast tracked because it's like another bite at the apple. Well, if you don't, we you can't you you shot down and struck struck down this type of uh, law that was against the second amendment. Now we're going to go ahead and make another law and you're going to have to wait another seven years to go through the process. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think they're going to take it right up and said, no way, New York, you're wrong again. Stop it. You can't do these kinds of things. And, and in brighter news, in ah, brighter yeah, news, some bright news. Okay. So I have a horrible governor too. His yes, name is, his do. name is Larry Hogan and uh, Rhino. Yes, he has an R after his name. Still horrible. He's just a horrible dictator, just like everybody else. However, yesterday, as Bravo and I were on the phone, yes, talking, literally, we do this just about, you know, four times a week. I get a alert because I get alerts on news stories. I'm reading it. I'm like, holy crap. The state, the state of Maryland had a very similar permitting scheme to the state of New York. We had to show um, good and substantial reason to have a full carry permit. Larry Hogan rescinded that, ordered the state police into a shall issue state. You still have to fulfill certain criteria to get your uh, full carry permit in the state of Maryland. However, no more BS, no more crap. They already had requirements in place they're falling back on those requirements the state police have been issued to move forward and approve permits that should be approved wow yes so, at that moment now if i remember up oh, gotta go <laughs> yep gotta type gotta type. and then started typing i think it's an online application for you but yes yes it's an online it's an online application and uh you know it's it is what it is i've had permits in several states mm -hmm. uh instructor whatever and i've been doing the gun thing for many 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 which many i can moons. vouch for one thousand oh, yes. percent yes i can <laughs> i do it for pay so <laughs> So I'm, I'm online, I'm, I'm applying, I'm going through it, I'm getting everything lined up. And, you know, it's it's a process and it's a procedure and it's time and it's still more than you should have to go through. But, but at least there's a pathway forward for law-abiding citizens to carry guns. And you got Peter Francho, the guy, he's he's running for governor. He's, he put out a press release yesterday. Oh, this is going to make crime so much worse. Dude, let <laughs> me tell you something. You are such an asshat mm. 
That is not how this works. Law-abiding citizens that go through the process to get a pistol permit, to carry a pistol lawfully, are not your problem. That's right. We're going to talk more about that later. Uh, yes, in, we in are. Block and uh, I got to tell you, fun. not a moment too soon. That's what I would have to say. No, not a moment too soon. You want to curb crime? You want to curb crime? You put hands guns in the hands of law-abiding and trained citizens, and maybe your random street crime will drop. Oh, it, it won't. Maybe it does, mm -hmm. because your, your average jerkwad out there that wants to commit an evil act is going to think twice. Yep. So there you go. You turn everybody from sheep into sheepdogs. That's right. And the wolves are kept at bay. Correct. So we'll get into that in a little while. Anyhow, we're going to move on to our first block, block A. And again, thanks for joining us. We've got a lot of stuff here. We've got just a, a ton of stuff. So block A. I'll try to keep it simple because I yeah. like to talk too much. I get it. But hey, you know, our last show I was talking about how I was going to work at the polls here in upstate New York during the primary. And there was two motivations for this. One was how is New York doing with their, the procedures and the policies that go along with, a, with a, an election? And the only way to find out is actually put sign up, sign on the dotted line, and get in there. So I, I, I worked the polls for the primary day here in New York. Uh, and as a full disclosure, I was looking for uh, Giuliani to win the nomination for, for the uh, governor. He didn't win. But I can tell you the process that we went through to get to the fact that he didn't win, I still signed my name at the bottom of the, at the end of the night attesting to the fact that these uh, were in place because I was very curious as to the things that we're hearing um, in other states and other, you know, through 2000 mules and things like that. How does New York state compare? Now, looking at the process here in New York state, there's a couple of things that are different from Georgia and, and Pennsylvania and other places. Uh, New York state does not have drop boxes, everyone. Okay? We just don't have it. And they do not mail out ballots to everybody like they do in California. In order to get an absentee ballot, you have to put in an application, verify your, your, your identity with a, with a license and you know a number of licenses they can cross-reference and they, they check your signatures. It's, it is a, a pretty solid thing. Not that they didn't want to do this, but they put it up for referendum during the 2020 uh, excuse me, 2021 election, and it was shot down. So that's one thing. The, they do use machines. That night, we were trained to use these machines. I was specifically looking for an internet connection. I could not find one. There was no wire connection. There was no modem on the printout. The, it had an indication on the computer that said, you know, on the, on the tabulator. That's what these things are. It's like a big box that you would fold your ballot and put it into the box and count later. Well, this, this was a box with a, a tabulator or a counter that reads Scantron forms, and you put it in and it counts it right there and make sure that the ballot's valid. So there's a verification process and also it counts the, the vote. And you, you cannot, uh, you know, you can't say who voted because there's no name on it or anything like that. So from that process, it was in place. And then at the beginning of the day, everything, there was a printout, all the, um, all the people running for the, the governor spot and on the Republican side and the Democrats had uh, they, they had their nominees for governor and lieutenant governor. Long story short, 
for the precinct I was working in, only 54 Republicans came who were registered and checked out because it's a closed primary. You can't cross over. And 24 Democrats came. Who, who they voted for, I don't know. But I was kind of playing a game, Alpha, to find out, was this person walking in a Democrat or Republican? So I put my hand on the ballot quietly, and I was getting ready to tear it off and hand it to them in the sleeve that protects their, you know, their vote so we can't see what's going on. And I was right about 98% of the time. You know, let me guess. Let me guess. It was the mask that gave it away. A hundred percent. Every person <laughs> that was wearing a mask and you don't have to. Okay. And, and you want to wear a mask. That's fine. But people that wore masks were Democrats, period. End of story. So I got to say. Interesting study in sociology, isn't it? It was. And, and, and uh, people came in, they wanted, uh, they, they were, there were some saying, well, this is like 2000 mules. And I didn't want, I didn't really get into them with it. And I, that's not my place as a poll worker. I'm, I'm supposed to be neutral. I did have my Republican um, inspector name tag on. So, but at the end of the night, when we printed out everything, there was a chain of custody that we followed alpha. I'm telling you, it was, it was legit to me. I was, I was more than happy to witness that this process was intact. I signed my name at the end. And then those results that were printed out were brought to the town hall where they were reported. Now, does anything happen on that level? Can't tell you. But I can tell you that the processes that we have in New York State seem to be in, in, in line now. And one of the conclusions I made was that in New York State, do we really need to worry about Democrats winning? <laughs> I guess, you know, that's why they're not bothering with us. Okay, yeah. I, I guess that's the case. Do I, I still feel, based on the the evidence I've seen and the data points that we've we've talked about on the show, there are serious issues with our election in other states. Yes. I just don't have any so, practical experience to tell you about it. So let, go over those turnout numbers again. How many Republicans showed up? To so the in the precinct I was in, there was 800 people. 54 Republicans came that were mm -hmm. vetted. There mm -hmm. were some that wanted to vote, but they didn't get their registration on, on time. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And uh, for the Republican ticket, there was 30 votes for Zeldin. My guy, uh, Giuliani, only got 10. Okay. I was a little upset about I was a little sad. Not upset. I was sad. But it was fair. Signed my name at the bottom of the ticket. So at the end it was 50-some Republicans. Yes, and 24 were Democrats. Yep. Okay, so so that's really telling to me. That's a lot of people showing up for a primary. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's not a lot of people. I mean, you had a precinct of 800 people. And you had you had 50 some people show up or uh, plus, seven, plus 74 Democrats. people. Showed yeah. Up. Yeah. 74 people showed up. You had twice as many Republicans as Democrats showed up. Okay. Yeah. That's a stimulated base. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, and uh, just as a, the other precinct real quick, there were like there's about uh, 1400 people in that other precinct that I was not working at, but they were constantly going. They were it was three to one. You know, so three Republicans to one Democrat. Uh, no, no, no. Three to one, meaning we had one person for every three that went to the other person. What was what was their turnout numbers? Do you know? Uh, they had 200 and something out of uh, 1200. OK. How many Republicans? Uh, it was more. There's more Republicans than Democrats. We didn't. Okay. We're not allowed to share numbers. I couldn't look over at theirs. No. OK, fair enough. I mean, it, it's a good turnout for Republicans. Uh, yep. People are stimulated to get out and. Yes, they and, are. and choose a good candidate. I mean, you know, look, I, I, I like Giuliani. I like Rudy. I mean, he's yeah. he, he means a lot to me. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, so I, I'd like to certainly see him win, but uh, you know what, look, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Zeldin, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, I give him, I give him a fair shot. I think he's a, mm-hmm. I think he's a, I think he's a candidate that that's got some appeal and he could win. So let me tell you what I'm doing here in Maryland. Yes. What are you doing? The sixth congressional district is where David Trone, our, our congressman is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's just, he's just terrible, mm-hmm. terrible communist. Uh, I have signed on to a campaign to, as a door knocker and mm-hmm. I've been going around with a computer program that tells, you know, th- th- this is a very interesting process. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of data that these campaigns have. They mm-hmm. can tell you who's registered Republican, who's Democrat, who's independent. Mm-hmm. And you only knock on the Republican doors mm-hmm. during the primary, you know, to get them out to vote for your candidate. Right. So I can tell, you know, their voting habits. You know, mm-hmm. How many people are in the house that are registered to vote, uh, mm-hmm. all these things. And I got to tell you something. It's an interesting experience knocking on people's doors. People do not like to have their doors knocked on. Let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> there's some pretty rude people out there in the world. I, I would consider myself one of them. I don't like my door knocked on either. Uh, so I got a little reverse treatment on that one the other day. That was a little bit eye opening. But, uh-huh. you know, uh, I feel very strongly that our, our sixth congressional district, the way to win is to get these uh, Congress people in there. Uh, good ones. So I'm, I'm firmly behind uh, a good, a good Republican, good conservative candidate here in the sixth district. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're, we're putting our money where our mouth is. Everyone we're trying to do our part. It, is, it may, I guess it's small, uh, but you know what? Everyone coming together will uh, of course uh, make it better. So, yep. Everybody's got to participate. You know, if you don't participate, you've got no right to bitch. Yep. All right. That being said, all right. So this, that's us doing our part in the election and, and getting mm-hmm. good Republican, you know, uh, making sure the election process is fair at, to the best of our ability, getting out there and exercising the right to get the right candidates in uh, to win a primary that you feel will further the conservative position. And, right. And, and just so, just so everyone knows where did we get this idea from, we got it from the precinct strategy we got it from, I got my official uh, USA shirts, uh, usashirts.com, uh, and uh, all thanks to the war room getting it out there. So, you know, that's right. That's who motivated me to do it. And 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 our and our Fred Dan Bongino would say mm-hmm. it's the do that matters. That's so right. This, this is how we do. Right. Yes. Try to keep people informed and actually put our money where our mouth is. So anyhow, uh, I want to move along a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's been a lot of stuff. It was Fourth of July weekend and a lot of a lot of bad things happened across the country over Fourth of July weekend. You know, uh, post Uvalde and, and uh, Buffalo, there's there's still a lot of problems going on. Uh, in this country and um, very high profile uh, incidents that have happened. So let me, let me, let's lay a little bit of background here, you know, so Mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about Jalen Walker a little bit later on and Mm -hmm. Highland Park, Illinois. And there's some other things that are going on that people aren't paying attention to. Correct. In our, in our last program, we discussed, you know, there was a five month old baby girl that was shot uh, in the head while sitting in a car. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Cecilia Thomas. Yeah. You know, everybody's forgotten about that already, right? Yeah, they have. Not me. No. Yeah. No, we haven't, but no, it's a five month old baby girl. Yeah. All right. So let's set the stage here a little bit. So, you know, you had Cecilia Thomas a couple of weeks ago. She gets shot in the head sitting in a car. Nobody seems to really care too much about that, but we do because, you know, life matters. 
don't get dead. Yeah. Right. Uh, let me set the stage for you a little bit. Over the 4th of July weekend, there were 71 people shot and eight killed in Chicago. Yep. Anybody it was talk? like just another day. Just, just another, another day. day. Just, just another weekend in Chicago. Usually yep. the range is between 40 and 60 people get shot on the weekend. You know, uh, anywhere between five and 14 people are killed every weekend in, in Chicago, even in the wintertime. Uh, how are those gun laws work in there? Again, let's just set the stage that those gun laws are extremely draconian. They do not allow anyone to carry guns in the city limits. They they keep touting that the police will be there to protect you. Nope. Uh, and, uh, oh, by the way, they're defunding the police at the same time. Absolutely. All right. So that we'll get into that in a little bit here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Bravo and I, we talk about things. We, we try to boil things down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody really, really cares until you start hitting people in the pocketbook about things right, right. economics so let's yep. let's let's hit everybody in the pocketbook here you got 71 people shot eight killed in the fourth of july weekend okay yep now everybody that gets shot gets a certain level of care right correct uh you show up to the emergency room whether you have insurance or not you're going to get treated it's just right. the way it is it's not free people okay so we wanted to break it down. Didn't do a whole lot of math. We'll I'll start the I'll start the uh, Signal Fifty uh, podcast calculator here in a minute, and we'll <laughs> we'll figure out a good average of of the cost of of the weekends, uh, you know, gun play in Chicago. So, you know, Bravo's an expert in the medical field, and I'm an expert in the firearms use of force field and defense field. So together we we came up with this kind of criteria, right? Yes. It's the economics of this violence. It's the yeah. cost. It's it's right. the dollar and cents cost. The okay, the, so. the gunshot went off or gunshots, depending on how many. Someone has been hit and injured. Right. right? And yeah. there's different ways to characterize the uh, injury. They could be what we consider a superficial wound. Now, uh, that would be where I a patient comes in and I see them and it braze their skin and there was no involvement into penetrating what we call penetrating trauma deep inside the tissues and it'll just kind of braze the arm. Those patients I would send home the same day. However, depending on what kind of wound it is, sometimes it needs uh, suturing or it needs packing or it needs to make sure no structures underneath were damaged like arteries and things like that. So you can run up a bill of around, Oh, I don't know, $5,000. Yeah. That's you know? just, that's just an average anywhere from a graze wound to a through and through, right. but they're going home. They're going knows, home yeah, that that's walking wounded. That's walking wounded. That's out the door. You know, that's that's your totally loaded price out the door. That's what it's, someone's going to have to, you know, fork over at the end of the day. What people don't realize is all debts are paid, right? That's so right. That five thousand dollar bill doesn't go away just because somebody can't pay it. No, somebody's going to pay it. No, yeah, they and then they they charge insurance. You know, they'll charge you a hundred dollars for an aspirin. That's the kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay, so a moderate injury, you know, involving, you know, bone or, or structural damage. What's that, about 20 grand? Yeah, it depends on, you know, usually it involves surgery. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, it, it ticks it up a little bit. Um, they're not going to die. They're not going to exsanguinate or bleed out. But they have grand. a major injury or something got blown off. Or, you know, think of uh, Chris Kois, who uh, had his bicep blown off. Um, you know, that, that kind of injury from a firearm. Is is well, he's going to have a little bit more than that? Eh, maybe it's serious. It's serious. But anyway, it's it's going to involve surgery. It's going to involve rehab, um, and a, and some more testing. Basically. On the low end, it's about twenty grand. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now we're getting up. We're getting upwards in the cash value here. Johnny, tell us what we've won. Well, 
<laughs> for a serious injury, and we're talking about penetrating trauma. Now, you are the ballistics ap- expert, my friend. Uh, I have called you numerous times when I've had yep. gunshot wounds to ask you caliber or what injuries do I need to expect. <laughs> um, if there's an entry and exit wound, that's typically, uh, what would you call, point, my friend? Uh, entry, kind of exit wound, it doesn't make any difference. We call that a, just a through and through. Through and through. And in the middle uh, is you, you the person with heart, lung, vessels. If that bullet is going a certain way and comes across with the aorta and takes that out, then you've gone from uh, my, a serious injury to a fatal. Yes. Injury, right? Yes. So, but all these things, before you start running to the OR, sometimes you do because they're about to die and you have to do an exploratory and try to stop the bleeding. Um, but in terms of the serious injuries, sometimes if the patients are stable, you can do CT scans, you can do x-rays, you can do um, arteriograms and check the arteries intact. Well, you're looking at, oh, at least 50,000 plus, not wow. including the, uh, the rehab that goes with it. Well, right. We're talking about a center mass shot anywhere yep. in the center mass through and through penetrating bullet remains in the victim. You know, uh, surgery, rehab, medications, follow-up care, uh, fees. You know, not to mention if they're paralyzed because yeah, it correct. went through the spinal cord. Yeah, I mean, yeah. th- there's not this little uh, a bullet. How big is a bullet? Uh, the the projectile uh, not, portion. Not, not terribly big. <laughs> but it's going really fast. And because it's going really fast, speed kills. And that's yes, does. basically what we're looking at. Well, so serious injury, we, we, we classified that as about a quarter million dollars. Mm-hmm. In the emergency room, like you get shot in the abdomen, you're going to need surgery, exploratory surgery. You're going to need some blood, drugs. You're going to stay in the hospital for a couple of weeks, probably in intensive care. Intensive blah, care. Blah, blah, blah. Sick you. Yep. Yeah. Surgical intensive care. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be, it's a quarter million dollar bill. Now, here, and, and, and tell us what we've won for a headshot. Oh, yeah. You're looking at a half a million dollars to start, and that's just even if you survive. Okay. And, and sometimes, you know, it comes next to kin. They want to donate the organs, and then there's harvesting. Uh, you know. But if, let's say, they survive the headshot or a facial wound or an airway, you know, neck injury, those things are, they're t- well, you know, and, that, and we're, we're not telling you about this economic stuff just to kind of say that we shouldn't be spending this money. That's not what we're saying. We're just trying to give you an idea of some of the economic impacts that occur because of all this this gun violence that's going on right now. You're, you're, everybody you, is, everybody is paying for this. Everyone's paying for it. And I, and I'm telling you right now, we do not fix this by gun control laws. We do not. No, we talked about this works. in other shows. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not advocating for gun control. I'm We're advocating wanted, for, yeah. Well, we, we wanted to look at this in a different way, right? We right. wanted to look at this in a way that, you know, would, would, would settle down and say, make the average person go, holy crap, enough is enough. Right. You know, where's that money coming from? Right. It, it's coming out of your pocket. Yep. It's coming out of Medicaid dollars. Yep. It's it's coming out of the federal government. It's coming out of the state government. It, it's money that could be used other places more effectively. Yep. So this is a huge cost. Yes. And it, it's terrible. Okay. So also uh, moving along with that, that's just food for thought, people. Mm-hmm. Just food. Everybody just needs to think about it in those terms mm-hmm. or can think about it in those terms. Not trying to cheapen human life, but there is oh. a dollar figure to this crap. You know, on Boom Island in Minneapolis on the 4th of July, there were seven people shot in a mass shooting. Uh, and, and we asked why. And we're like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> mass, just violence. OK, so now now here's the big one that everyone's been talking about. Mm-hmm. Highland Park, Illinois. 
this kid named Bobby Crimo. Uh, he's a 21-year-old kid. Uh, facial tattoos. I mean, I'm not going to pick on the way he looks. You know, look, I've met a bunch of characters that have, you know, been like the scruffiest, grossest-looking people. They turned out to be okay. I don't judge people by the way they look. No, their actions is what we judge. Exactly. This guy had red flag after red flag after red flag, violent stuff on social media, which, you know, it's your First Amendment, right? Yeah, it wasn't really uh, threatening anybody, but but hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. He was declared a clear and present danger by law enforcement in 2019 for violent threats against his family. Yes. And that was put in their system. Somehow he still managed to get through background checks for firearms. Mm. And his father sponsored him for a firearms owner's ID card regardless of that. So this is his father's fault. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is a process in place that could have prevented this little jerk from going down to the sporting goods store and buying an AR-15. And think about that, everyone. If this process is already in place and we have the Biden administration, along with Democrats, jumping up and down, wanting to put into place, especially Hochul, other laws that that control the firearms from getting into the hands of law-abiding citizens. What do we call this guy, Alpha? I call him somebody that shouldn't have a gun. Right. Think all these laws are going to help? I don't think so. No, no more laws aren't going to help. They already had laws on the books. This guy fell underneath those laws. You know, there's more coming out about this that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, there's another headline. Uh, police reveal how father of Highland Park shooting suspect helped son get gun despite red flags. Okay, so you don't help other people get guns that you think might be questionable. Period. Full stop. There's laws in effect. That, that do that, okay? So, listen, it's a terrible thing. This 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 jerk killed people. I'm, I'm, we're going to talk a little bit about what we think is going on here after we get done with all this material. There's mm-hmm. another one I want to talk about. This is this is the big one, okay? Right. This is a big one. That's that's bad news right there. This okay. is all bad news, but yeah. It's this all is, bad news. It's all bad news. Okay, so Germantown, Maryland, July 4th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Germantown, Maryland, pretty darn close to my house, pretty darn close to where I live. I'm not going to give away the farm pretty close. Okay. Close enough. Close enough. Frederick K. Nahila, 26 of Germantown, Maryland, shot multiple times at a Washington Suburban Sanitary Commission worker. This is a sewer worker. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a water and sewer guy from WSSC. They come around, they check the storm drains, they do the water lines, they check the water mains. They're in charge of all the water in and out. Okay. Breaks and sewer lines. Yes. You want to guys, deal with that? I don't these know. are just working guys. These are good dudes. Okay. Yep. Why was he shooting him? I don't know. He shot at his vehicle with an AR 15 striking several times, as well as a male standing next to the truck. Nobody got shot. Mm. Okay. But this guy opened fire and missed. Thank God he was a bad shot. Mm. Uh, we have a little recording we'd like to play for you on yep. this, so we'll oh, tell you the rest of the story here in a minute. One second. I want everybody to listen to the pucker factor on this one. Yes, this is from uh, Maryland. Copy. We have Do you have any contact with the vehicle? I'm at 118 and 355. I have a blue one so that I get the light here. Trying to get a license plate from the call taker, but haven't gotten it yet. We have 333. I was just shot at. On the Civic, one eighteen three fifty five. I'll have a ride along with me. Copy shot at three fifty five on one eighteen. 
right on with you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, disabled the police cruiser, uh, shot it in the right front tire. Okay. Did you hear it in her voice? Did you hear that? Yeah, Everyone? that's terror. That, that's what police officers go through on a daily basis. Hmm. Okay. It could be anybody at any time. Thank God this kid only hit the, hit the car. Okay. And there was a rider in that car with that police officer, somebody either on along for a ride along or a field training officer situation where she's training a cadet or mm -hmm. something like that. You know, welcome to police work. You know, you're going to get shot at, I mean, geez. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's for just... God's sake. Uh, so anyhow, the fifth district officers, they attempted to pull over the driver. They were fired upon. Uh, this, this young lady was fired upon. They initiated a pursuit, a high speed pursuit down interstate 270 to 495, uh, the Virginia, uh, state police, uh, they did a, a pursuit interve intervention technique on the kid called the pit maneuver and they pushed him into the wall. He flipped the car over by Tyson's corner mall. So the yeah, first question that alpha that's going to be asked of us is why would they even why would they even go ahead and, and do something like that? I have no idea. I have no idea. We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, what I suspect is the problem. So, okay. So yep. here, you know, on the next one, we have a, we have a, a really tragic thing happened in Akron, Ohio. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is the uh, big story, right? Yeah, this is a big story. It's going to be a big story. It's going to be a, it's going to be a massive, massive story. Not to mention the fact that people want to make it a big story so that they can start riots over it. It's possible. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure. It's definitely got that. Uh, it's definitely got that flair to it. Mm -hmm. There's a young man named Jalen Walker, uh, the Akron police department were, uh, trying to pull him over for, uh, uh, V and T vehicle and traffic infraction. Instead of pulling over, he pulls a handgun out and he fires a shot at the police that were pursuing him or not pursuing him, trying to pull him over. Okay. It was a, you know, a traffic stop. Right. Normal, average, routine. Yeah, you got a, you got a freaking taillight out, kid. Let me check your license, your registration, your insurance. I'm going to tell you, you get your, if everything's in order, like it should be, according to the law, you get your taillight fixed and you go home. Okay. Right. No harm, no foul. As long as everything's kosher, you don't have a warrant. You got a valid license. Your registration is up to date and your insurance is valid. According to state law, we're good. You know, you go home. I'm going to go home. Everybody's happy. Instead, he didn't want to get pulled over. He got, he shot at the cop. He shot at him. Yep. He shot at him. So they went back. They did find a shell casing on the road. So he did shoot at him. Yep. Now this turns into a really horrible story. It does. A horrible story. Uh, the young man, Jalen, decides that he's going to take off and, and lead the cops on a bit of a pursuit. Uh, they had him cornered and they slowed down and he stopped. Uh, when you shoot at a police officer, you're going to get all of them. Okay. Yeah. You're not getting one cop. You're not getting two cops. You're going to get everybody. Now, also, also, just, just real quick, when a shot is fired towards a police officer, it changes that, that supposed routine traffic stop, which we all know is not always routine. This is falling into that category, but it, it now has turned into a, an assault situation and deadly force, uh, enabling, possibility is that correct? somebody just started a gunfight someone just started that's right someone shot a gun at the police and now this person could be not only dangerous to the police officers responding but to the general public from my understanding that's absolutely correct uh okay things not to do don't shoot at the cops really bad idea very very All bad the directions idea. <laughs> All the directions okay so 
So the cops have got the car surrounded. He's almost at a stop, bumps into a tree. Kid gets out of the car. Now, what we're going to tell you is we're going to publish in the show notes. There's a, a, a guy on YouTube called Donut Operator. He's yeah. a former police officer. He's a former SWAT guy. He lives down in Texas now. He's got some ties in North Carolina. He does shooting breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And he took all of the officer body-worn cameras, and he broke it all down. Okay? He did a really good job. He did a great job of it. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to tell you is I'm not taking a position on this. I'm just We're just telling you what happened. And for you to find out the information also so that you can look into this. That's right. Just going to show you where it is. You make up your own mind on what you think, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm not making a call here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll give you my perspective here in a second. They surrounded the car. Every officer had a light on his firearm. They're shining into the kid. Put your hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. Yep. You know, don't move, don't move, don't move. Instead of complying with the officers, it's, it's clear he did not comply. Right. Full stop. Not a question. He gets out of the car and starts running. One of the officers that was in foot pursuit after he got out of the car, there were like 13 cops there chasing this kid. Yep. He pulls out his taser. He tries to deploy the taser. The taser was ineffective. Either he missed or hit him. It was ineffective. Didn't work. Okay. So they tried the less lethal option. They tried the verbal commands. They tried everything. Ask, make, tell, you know, ask, Ask, tell, make, make. ask, tell, Tell, make. make, you know, get out of the car, hands up. Get on the ground, get your face on the ground. Lots of expletives. You know, you'll see it in the video. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The kid's running. They know he's armed or they suspect he's armed. Obviously, he shot at the cops. He reaches for his waistband. He made a furtive move for his waistband, turned around and assumed a firing position. So from a police officer's point of view, you're um, going to get shot at that. That and and remember, they've already he it, it, it already went from traffic stop. You know that now it's a chase to a gunshot being fired that turns the adrenaline up it turns the um the pressure on and the stress up and the next thing you know you're in the situation where he is turning around making a motion that he's grabbing something out of his pants and he's going to shoot at the police officers right and there's 13 cops chasing him all of them have glock semi-automatic pistols and the minute he reached for his waistband, turned around, was non-compliant with their wishes and became an aggressor instead mm-hmm. of uh, somebody fleeing. They all lit him up. Yep. Uh, they fired about 90 shots, and this kid was hit 60 times. Right. Whether okay. they were entry wounds, exit wounds. Whatever. We don't know. Don't it's, know. And, and from the from just, just stop here for one second, Alphon, just to kind of the raw emotion, right, and the, the, the aghast feeling that everyone should, you know, has, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in the shoes of the police officers. I'm putting myself, you know, in the empathy for the, for the suspect. Okay. It is just a horrible, horrendous situation. No win situation. And a no win situation based on decisions that the suspect made. That's right. These cops didn't decide one day to wake up and shoot a black kid on the street. Turns out he was black. How the hell would they know he was wearing a mask? That's right. He was wearing a face mask. Ho- so, mask, a hoodie, long sleeves. They couldn't see what color he is. Color's got nothing to do with it. They were dealing with a non-compliant, violent felon who just attempted to murder a police officer during a routine traffic stop. And information that came out the, from the night before, he was involved in the same thing. In this case, the police officers let him go. Yes. So you wind up with this kid dead. And you got 13 cops who don't know what each other are going to do. Right. 
They're all acting independently. They're not coordinated because it's a chaotic situation. Right. And they all thought that they were in danger or their brother officers were in danger. Uh, the kid had a gun uh, and shot him. Turns out the kid reached into his waistband and there was nothing there. However, they did. That? Well, was it suicide by police? Maybe. Maybe. He obviously was noncompliant. Uh, they were pointing guns at him. They were telling him that they were going to shoot him if he didn't you know, comply. And he didn't comply. So you, you're going to have some problems here. Okay. So everyone's going to think that shooting this kid 60 times was excessive. And one might think that. However, you know, you got to take into consideration what the kid did, the situation, mm-hmm. and all the circumstances surrounding it. It's just, a, it's, it's, as Donut would say, probably a lawful but awful situation. Mm. So what are we going to do? We're going to burn cities down again? You know, justice for Jalen Walker? Well, that's that was the next thing that happened. So what ended up happening, what we're doing right now, Alpha, is we're breaking it down. We're presenting the information. We're giving resources. Uh, all those things are being done in a systematic um, approach. And uh, what does Dan say? We shouldn't call us journalists, but we are being citizen investigators, I guess. And we're going by the information that's available. When we, when I heard what what um, uh, one of the BLM representatives started doing is they just started putting out there on the on the airwaves and in Twitter sixty shots justice for you know what, I forget this kid's name Jalen Jalen justice for Jalen justice for Jalen so there it seems like there's a there's a hornet's nest on the ground and there's a lot of buzzing going around and then they just start kicking it to get it going. Instead of taking a minute to, to analyze and perform a SWOT analysis, which we're going to do in a second, what happens? This. It's an opportunity that they're seeing to go ahead and start a big riot. Yep. You get, you get the mob mentality going. You get little bits and pieces of information. It stirs people up, and the people aren't looking at the facts. The fact of the matter is you got a kid, Jalen Walker, a young man. He's dead. He made some very, very bad decisions. Right. And his very, very bad decisions, in my opinion, led to his untimely death. Mm -hmm. All he had to do was pull over and stop and not shoot at a cop. You get pulled over. Okay. You're, you're riding dirty with a gun in the car that you're probably not supposed to have. I'm not sure about the laws in Ohio. Maybe he can or can't have a gun in the car. Maybe he was or wasn't a felon. I don't know. But this kid apparently had some kind of a history. Uh, and he, all he had to do was pull over the car and he would be alive today. Had he pulled over the car and complied? Yep. He would have probably caught V and T charges. He probably mm. would have caught a gun charge. He probably would have been charged with the nonsense. He pulled the night before if they could prove it was him mm-hmm. beyond a shadow, beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Um, however, that sure as hell beats dead. Right. He made a choice and he made a bad choice. And now these activists out there are going to try to take advantage of the situation. Instead of doing some of the things that we want to want to raise up right here. Let's talk. Let's talk about it a little bit. You know, look, you've got you got you got police officers out there that are are really afraid to do their jobs because they're going to get prosecuted. And by the way, these police officers, not only are they going to have to live with the the fact for the rest of their lives, but they shot this guy. Yeah. Right. But 
Now they're now you have the chief up there, and, they, and thank goodness they had body cameras on because it recorded all the events. But it doesn't do justice for the emotion, post-traumatic stress that these officers are going to go through. Okay, now they're all they're all suspended on administrative leave, from what I understand, as as, as they should be. Okay, yeah, and again, that's a process, but it doesn't. It, it and and are they going to get counseling? Or are they going to get? They all get pulled into a room and they all ask what happened, and they're going to be they're they're already they're assumed of doing wrong before they're you know pr- you know to, instead well, these, of being, these cops are going to get hung in the court of public opinion okay so yeah so, so you've got so you've got a crime epidemic in this country right. where you've got police that are afraid to do their jobs the right way because you know everybody's recording everything and and you know everybody the stoke the fires of racism have been stoked by the democrats for for a few years here and it's yep. just really bad yeah. So, you know, look, you know, the kid had a Glock pistol in the car. How'd he get it? I don't know. I don't know. Should he have had it? I don't know the answer to that question. You know, I don't know. Yeah. What's, what is the availability of homemade firearms play? Was it a polymer 80 gun? Did he order it all through the mail and put it together? I don't know the answer to that question. What, you know, was he a prohibited person? I, I don't know. But, you know, he committed a felony. The minute he carried the gun unlawfully, he committed a felony. So there are lots of laws in place that didn't stop this kid from doing anything. Right. It's not lawful to shoot at a cop. Ever. No, it's not. You should not be. You shouldn't Ever. Shoot but, but I mean, why would, what was the, again, I, we'll never know this answer, but we have, you know, why, why would he shoot a police officer? I don't to know. To instigate him? To piss him off? What? Did he want to die? I... Well, did he, did it, he want, did he want to precipitate this situation because he had some kind of deep seated mental illness? And we talked about this in the last program that we did. Mm-hmm. And, and I got a lot of commentary back on this. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, uh, very grateful that people are actually talking about it. What he didn't role, have a father, by the way. Well, he didn't have yeah, a father in the home. That's and, a and problem too. Not that, not that his mom and his sister don't love him and, they're upset because he's down. Okay. And, and Donut brought this up. Yeah. Well, he said, but there's no father figure. Yeah. And, and instead of telling young youth, uh, black youth, when you get pulled over, they're not going to kill you. They're not out to kill you. They're there to do their job. Help, you can make it be a positive experience or a negative one. Do what they say. Don't give them reasons. And, and don't have a, a, a court case on the side of the road do it later. That's, That's right. Comply. Comply. That's it. 99.99% of the time, if you get pulled over, you're, you're fine. It's the, you know, 0.05% of the time, if you have a warrant, if you've got drugs in the car, if you've done something wrong, you're going to get arrested. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, generally speaking, the police aren't going to shoot you unless you give them a really good reason. All right. So everybody stop the crap. Now, what I want to know, what I want to know, what I want to know in every one of the cases that we just outlined, what role did marijuana play? It's not. It's it it, um, has been associated with schizophrenia and he's at the right age group to start showing signs of it. That's correct. How about that? That cremo kid in, in Illinois. Yeah, he is at the right age to start showing signs of schizophrenia. That's right. How about those young kids that shot each other on, on the island in, in Minneapolis? They're at the right age. To show the signs. Show the signs. Induced by That's marijuana. Right. That's right. 
Are we saying that that's the catch-all? No. Are we saying it could be a root cause or a contributing factor? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I really firmly believe that the legalization of marijuana in this country and around the world is contributing greatly to the epidemic of violence that we have. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the things that we need to look at. And we have laws on the books, everybody. It's not about the guns. It's not about the guns. It's about people that are willing to break whatever law you put in front of them anyways. Right. This Cremo kid, he was a prohibited person. He slipped through the system because either law enforcement didn't do their job the right way. His father helped him get a firearms owner's ID card in, in, in the state in the state of Illinois, which he was ineligible for. The kid was a, had, had violent thoughts, violent behaviors, mm -hmm. uh, had engagements with the police and his family, threatened his family, and the family still helped him get guns. That's a manipulation of, on the part of the, the youth uh, to get his way. And the, everyone placates that, thinking that he'll behave himself because he gets what he wants. But in turn, what happens is he gets what he wants to manipulate, and then he does what he did. Does yeah, what happened? Does it's what a real terrible situation? Anyways, we 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 have we have laws on the books. We have red flag laws on the books. They already are there. They're already you know they're they're uh, they're already there. Baker Act in Florida. You know you get Baker Acted. You know the cops. You're, you're acting like a crazy person. They'll have an administrative hearing in front of a judge, mm -hmm. and they'll take away your Second Amendment rights, or they'll they'll make you sign an agreement that you won't own guns. Or there's a number of different things that are done and 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 mechanisms that are in place that seem every single time to not be effective, right? For whatever reason. So more laws are not going to stop this. We need to stop the root cause. And I'm going to make a statement that's going to make people upset. I think his legalization of marijuana was a huge mistake. I agree. A thousand percent. Huge mistake. Yes. No, and huge you can't compare mistake. it to nicotine and alcohol has nope. its own issues, but marijuana is not safe and effective <laughs> as they claim. No, it, 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 it's not safe for, for kids that are going to abuse it. Like I said in the last program, if you're sitting around your house, you're a grown-ass adult. You have no other problems. You're going to stay in for the night. It's a Friday night. You want to smoke a little bit of weed and you just want to chill out and watch TV. Fine. Yep. As long as it's not habitual. But the problem is, is you cannot count on people to be reasonable or to be responsible. Right. Alcohol is no better. No. And it has its own issues, physical yeah. and emotional. Absolutely. And family interactions. I, and look, we can do a whole show on this too. Ugh. But you know what? I, and remember, we said this in previous shows, and I've seen it in in, per, in 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 my medical experience. Males are not mature until they hit twenty four, period. Even yeah. twenty seven, some say. So it depends right. on depends on the individual, but as a male, it takes longer to hit maturity, and your brain is still forming at eighteen or sixteen, for that matter. Right. So whether it's marijuana, whether it's gender reassignment garbage all this stuff does not comport with developing humans children going to adulthood correct i i i completely agree with that there are some kids some boys are very mature at the age of 18 and there are some that are just like whoa yeah but anyhow we need to move along here we're sure. running a little bit long uh gonna be a little bit longer show today here folks uh there's there's something that you know nobody's really discussing um, you know, you've got these shootings and violence and, 
you know, wars in Ukraine and everything to, and the economy and baby food shortages and all this other stuff going on and the price of oil, inflation, everything is bad. Okay. Right. So this isn't getting any attention. Nope. And the problem is the immigration on the Southern border issue is really impacting people in this country uh, even more than, than anybody wants to admit. Okay? And, and can I, can I just point out that we have, we've had two examples. Let's talk about president Trump's administration. There was a policy in place. It was enforced. A wall was going up. There were certain actions that were being done. Policies were made and it was working. It was working. They were very unpopular with the liberal crowd that wants to uh, bring people into this country. Well, you know, it, you know, it, it was a very unpopular policy with them. But yeah. I, I would say all in all, your general rank and file person in the United States who pays their taxes, goes to work and doesn't have any problems was pretty much for what he was doing. Right. But can it, but let's let's compare and contrast. So now for we can talk about the election some other time. Biden gets in. All of a sudden, gets out his pen and his phone, starts putting executive orders in, stops the wall, opens up the border. They're moving people around on buses and airplanes and private aircraft and trains, and they're placing them all throughout the country, thinking that this is the only way they're going to be able to continue to win in the elections. Instead of keeping the policies in place that were proven to have worked, instead, we are seeing the gun violence increase. We are seeing... Uh, people that are lawless and do not pay attention and we have a we have an administration that is not doing a darn thing we have a fentanyl epidemic in this country right and we talked about marijuana how bad that is well fentanyl is even worse that's and correct people that are using marijuana that want to pop a pill and relax fentanyl all it takes is above about 200 micrograms and you're not breathing anymore micrograms i'm not My talking milligrams micrograms and they're giving people one milligram of this stuff in tablets, which is cheap to make, and people are dying. And we're that's, seeing an epidemic that's a, amongst that's the a, young That's children. a thousand times the dose. That's right. A and thousand times the effective dose. And dying. So th these policies that are in place right now, my yeah. finger goes directly to the Biden administration, Biden himself, and the handlers that are, are doing it. This is wrong. It's wrong. They're killing people. And, and we're killing. supposed to just sit back and watch Alpha? We're just supposed to sit back and say, oh, that's the way it goes. Doesn't affect me. Who cares? No. It affects my fellow countrymen. And it and it and and I don't want to see other people suffer. I've seen enough in my career to, see, to go around. Thank you very much. People, uh, people want to understand why you and I would get outraged uh, by this or why we would care. Because we care. Because we care. That's right. Because we care. Because we have spent our lives caring about other people. And when you see people suffering and you see people in a bad situation, you need to. We, we're the kind of people that want to do something about it. Damn it. And it <laughs> exactly. And it really hurts my feelings to see this. So, anyhow, you've got an invasion going on on the southern border. Okay. Let's and call what it is. It's, it's an invasion. An invasion. Okay. So, let me read the story uh, from Fox San Antonio. The link will be in the, in the show notes. From Brackettville, Texas. Kinney County, Texas declared a local state of disaster on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Officials say they are being invaded by migrants coming across the Texas-Mexico border. Correct. The declaration filed Tuesday by Kinney County Judge Tully Shahan declares that what's going on at the border 
is an invasion as defined by U.S. and Texas constitutions and requests assistance from President Biden and Governor Abbott immediately. Whoa. Let's stop here for one second. They're asking Biden for help. I'm, I'm guessing military. It's an invasion. That's a threat to our, our uh, country. Our, our national sovereignty. That's right. right. And safety and security. That's right. Yep. Okay. So let me read on. Mm-hmm. The Kinney County Sheriff, Brad Coe, said the county is being inundated with migrants walking across the border, unobstructed by Border Patrol or DPS troopers. Coe and the other three sheriffs in attendance said this is not sustainable for them, their budgets, or their small police forces. Mm. Our numbers are going to triple, Coe said. We cannot sustain this kind of invasion. So what what process have we seen before, Alpha, that... In, that- utilizes overwhelming a system so that you have to conform or change or just ignore the the problem to justify the the means of the end clower and piven sound familiar absolutely fine so congressman chip roy republican of district 21 in texas was also in attendance says that the federal government is failing so it is time for texas to step up even more we should have declared an invasion we should, as Texas, turn people away and do what is necessary to secure our communities, Roy said. Mm. So you got big problems. Wow. You got big problems on the southern border. The The article goes on. Ken Cuccinelli comments. This is unsustainable. You've got God knows who walking across the border in Texas. Mm-hmm. I need a like a vaccine card to go do anything, and we had to show ID and and all of this other stuff. Meanwhile, you got people just flooding the southern border that will. Or if over- you want a gun, <laughs> or if I want a gun, I'm you know as a law-abiding citizen in this country, I've got to give everything in a DNA sample and, and fingerprints and all this other stuff to exercise my constitutional rights. These folks are just walking across the border. I don't blame people for wanting to come to the United States, the best country on the face of the earth, but damn, do it the right way. You mm-hmm. had you you have a president with no policy. Right. The policy is let's just ignore what's going on. Let's well, open the borders. We don't have a border anymore on the southern end of this country. Right. And these communities in Texas, Arizona, California, they're paying the price. New Mexico, California, they're all paying the price. Mm-hmm. The crime rates are gone up fentanyl is pouring into this country you've got they empty the prisons and they send them to the united states you've got ms-13 and god knows whatever else coming up from south and central america into the united states they've declared this as an invasion and the texas they're going to have to do something about it these people are going to wind up with a, in a fight with the federal government and the federal government is wrong well you know what they're going to do is they're going to pull lawfare on them they're going to start getting lawsuits going that they shouldn't be doing this and meanwhile you think Texas is going to wait for a, law, uh, a judge to say something? He already has one. The judge already said this is an invasion. Judge already declared an invasion. So guess what? Texas, go do your thing. They got their own National Guard. They got their own resources. And I'm sure other states will jump in there. You have Cary Lake next door in Arizona. Is it now? I'm sorry. New Mexico is next door. Arizona is next. They're bar- all border states. Cary Lake, if she's elected, is going to declare and emerge, you know, declare an invasion, and they're going to take care of it themselves too. So what you're seeing now is the federal government has abdicated its responsibilities. You're going to start seeing states, Texas is in the lead, to start taking care of their own borders. 
And instead of the, the federal government doing what they're supposed to be doing and supporting states, because if anything, the Supreme Court has shown us in the past couple of weeks about states' rights and the, the Constitution that needs to be enforced, it's written there in the Constitution itself. If the federal government won't act, the states should. And Absolutely. Must. Absolutely. They have that to. Should, they have, must. They right. must act because it is the job of the federal government and the state, state, county, and local governments. You swear an oath to the Constitution of the United States of America. Right. And for elected officials to, to throw away decisions by the Supreme Court as, as invalid and whatever and keep acting in the way that they were acting, it flies in the face of their oath of office Correct. to not protect the people in the states of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, every state's a border state. I can I can drive right now and I can go find 50 illegals standing in front waiting uh, to go get day work down in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I right. can go do it right now. And that's going to happen to a lot more people because of the way the economy is going, right? People don't want to pay these high rates for, uh, in, for, for wages, and you have a whole influx of in, illegal immigrants all here waiting to take jobs away from us. Yep, regardless of what the laws say. I don't know. We can go on about this for hours. Everybody needs to really keep an eye on what's going on down on the border. Uh, don't lose sight of it. It's going to be a big issue. Anyhow, on that note, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Sorry we went a little bit late uh, on the program. but All is important, my friend, and I'm uh, happy we did. Yeah, we're very passionate about these things because, you know, we're, we're patriotic Americans. We live here. We pay our taxes. We, we work hard. Uh, we served our country. And it's really gross what's going on right now. It's just really gross. That's right. And we're going to be doing the Do Matters. Thanks to Dan Bongino. That's we're right. doing our part. That's why we started this podcast. That's why we're getting involved with elections. We're going to support America First candidates. America, America First candidates. candidates. Right. Thank you. Look, not all Democrats are bad. Not all Republicans are good. Right. Everybody right. needs to be reasonable and use their head and do what's right for this country. Common right. sense. Common sense. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us again. Uh, thanks for an hour of your time or an hour and 10 minutes of your time. Uh, <laughs> please feel free to join us. Uh, find us in on your favorite social media platform. Please like and subscribe uh, and give us a rating on your favorite podcast app. You can find us just about everywhere. Amazon picks us up really quick. Amazon Music and Amazon Audible pick us up really fast. So thank you very much again for joining us. We'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen and our police, fire, and EMS personnel that are protecting us 24-7, 365 selflessly. And we really appreciate it. And everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.